up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Stock Risers and Fallers here on the Dynasty Stock Market of the Fantasy Stock Exchange. I got four risers and five fallers for you today, so let's get right into it. We'll start off with the first one, and that's going to be Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Ronald Jones is finally starting to run away with the starting job here. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn has been looking lackluster and even lazy um, in training camp. So he is not an immediate threat Two touches at the start of the season. And then you got LaShawn McCoy, who they just picked up about a month or so ago. And he is really, you know, he, he's not in prime shape. He's not a legitimate threat to Ronald Jones. He's just a change of pace back at this point. Uh, Ronald Jones has had a rough day here or there, but for the most part, he's been pretty good in training camp. He's getting a lot of uh, praise from his teammates and from the coaching staff. I think by week one, he's going to be as close to a workhorse as Tampa Bay will allow him to be. And I'm expecting big things for him in 2020. So given the fact that Keyshawn Vaughn and LaShawn McCoy are both either having bad training camps or just past their prime, Ronald Jones is definitely on the rise. I sure hope you bought him already this offseason because his value is finally starting to adjust to where it should be at. Uh, next riser that I have for you guys today is going to be Tariq Cohen. So David Montgomery, if you haven't heard, is out four to six weeks with a groin injury. Now, while he's out, I'm not saying Tariq Cohen is going to be the workhorse back, but he is going to see at least a bit of an uptick. Now, David Montgomery's groin injury has the potential to linger throughout the season, which means that I have a feeling Tariq Cohen is going to be leaned on a little bit more than he was last year. Uh, he's more than likely going to be a back-end RB2, high-end RB3 in PPR leagues, but he's always going to have upside, and he's always going to be a threat to be the second highest targeted Chicago Bear behind Allen Robinson pretty much any given week. So Tariq Cohen is one of those guys. He's more of a depth running back than anything, but if you're in a pinch and you need an RB2 or even a flex guy at the running back position, Tariq Cohen could very well be your guy. Uh, with the David Montgomery news, he is on the rise, but he's still cheap enough to go out and buy. So Tariq Cohen is a guy I'm looking into pretty much in every league that I'm in because you can never have too many running backs on your roster. Next up as a riser is going to be Keenan Allen. So this is another one of those injury-induced risings. Um, Mike Williams is currently out for an undisclosed amount of time. Could be two, four, six, eight weeks. I mean, we really have no idea. There's been a ton of speculation out there on Twitter, and we really don't have a concrete answer as to what's going on with Mike Williams. This is good news for Keenan Allen because he's going to see tons of opportunity while Mike Williams is out because there's really not a whole lot going on at the receiver position. It's pretty much going to be the Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry show out there. Now, the reason why Keenan Allen's uh, dynasty value was falling so much this offseason is because Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert are both scary options at the quarterback position, at least for 2020. However, with the recent injury to Mike Williams, Keenan Allen's going to see a big uptick in opportunity. I think he's going to be right about where we're used to seeing him. And uh, yeah, his, his value should not be nearly as low as where it is. And it's finally starting to level out with the looming opportunity on the horizon for 2020 for him. Uh, and the last riser that I have today is going to be Alden Tate of the Cincinnati Bengals. So he has been named pretty much the offensive MVP of training camp for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this doesn't mean he's going to leapfrog A.J. Green or Tyler Boyd on the depth chart, but he could stay ahead of T. Higgins, which is going to be pretty big. Uh, if Alden Tate can go out there and be the third receiver out there starting in week one, I think that bodes pretty well for his short-term and long-term fantasy value. I mean, he was very efficient when he was called on last year, and the fact that he's still going in there and 
really showing up in practice and really showing the coaches what he's got. I think it bodes well for, for his fantasy future. So Alden Tate is a guy, if you need some depth on your team at the wide receiver position, he's a good guy to, to send a feeler out on because he's, even though he's rising, again, he's one of those guys where his value is not where it should be. And a big reason for that is that, you know, T Higgins is coming in. John Ross is still there. Alden Tate is kind of an afterthought on this offense when it comes to the receivers, but in camp, he's been anything but. So that's going to be it for the risers. Moving on to the fallers, the first one I have completely breaks my heart, and it's DeAndre Swift. So DeAndre Swift has now missed five practices in a row, and this is not including the day that Detroit uh, postponed practice to go out and protest. So DeAndre Swift, his breakout could take a little bit longer than we thought. He's losing valuable touches to carry on Johnson in training camp. And I'm, I, for one, am not very pumped about it. So I don't really think this changes DeAndre Swift's long-term value, but the perceived value is definitely falling because of, I mean, hey, he's dealing with a leg injury in training camp before he even plays a single snap in the NFL. So this is going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And some people are already jumping ship on DeAndre Swift. If that's the case in your league, you need to go out and get DeAndre Swift because I can assure you DeAndre Swift is going to be an absolute stud in this league. He should not be falling as a result of this, uh, but the perception out there is that he, he most definitely is falling. Uh, next up, we have Chris Carson. So Chris Carson's value was definitely at peak value in 2019. It is never going to return to that. He's not going to be an RB1 again this year, uh, and a big reason for that is going to be Carlos Hyde. So Pete Carroll came out this week and said that Carlos Hyde is 1,000% going to be a part of the Seattle Seahawks offensive plans, and I'd be very shocked to see Carlos Hyde have anything less than 150 attempts on the ground this year. Obviously, that team likes to run the ball, but a running back coming in and having 150 attempts on the ground, that's going to leave a bad taste in anyone who has Chris Carson uh, on their roster. So... I sure hope you sold him when he had peak value. I mean, you could still definitely get a thing or two for him, but his value is falling and it's, it's going to fall pretty quickly once the season starts and people start to realize that this is going to be more of a committee than a, than a Chris Carson led backfield uh, like it was in 2019. Next follower I have on the list for you guys today is going to be Deontay Johnson. So a very similar situation to DeAndre Swift. He's missed quite a handful of practices in a row, and he is also currently in a competition for a top roster spot. So Deontay Johnson looked really good in 2019, but this is an offense in, in Pittsburgh. They have a ton of young receiver talent that is just waiting to get the opportunity. You know, while Deontay Johnson is out, Chase Claypool's getting his reps. James Washington's getting his reps. Juju Smith-Schuster can remind everyone that he's the de facto wide receiver one to have. You know, every day that Johnson is out of practice is another day that these other receivers get to go out there and prove their worth. And I really don't like that because, I, I mean, they're, they're all very talented. And if Johnson gets a little bit behind them, he could very well find himself in the doghouse as a top two, top three receiver on this offense. Uh, he's currently being drafted as the second highest Pittsburgh receiver off the board, only behind Juju. So this is going to be one of those things that's going to have to be monitored moving forward. And uh, yeah, he's sitting out of practice is never a good thing for the perceived value in Dynasty. So he's definitely falling this week. Uh, another guy who's definitely falling is going to be Daryl Henderson. They are optimistic that he's going to be in for week one, but it's seriously just a coin toss at this point. And uh, Daryl Henderson is another one of those guys. He's in a training camp battle. He, he wants to beat out Cam Akers as the running back. 
uh, one on that offense. Not that any of us thought he was actually going to do it, but now he really doesn't have a chance. Uh, Cam Akers is going to run away with the touches in week one and week two. And quite frankly, I think that's all the Rams are going to need to see before they just give Cam Akers the, the majority role in this offense. So Daryl Henderson's injury could not happen at a worse time. And unless you sold him right after you drafted him in 2019, uh, you probably didn't get much of a, of a return for him and you're not going to get much of a return for him uh, as it stands. So the last follower I have on the list for you today is going to be Joe Mixon. So earlier on in this week, Joe Mixon uh, was held out of practice for uh, migraines, apparently. But a lot of people out there are thinking that it's something bigger and that something bigger is going to be a potential contract holdout. So it's something to monitor moving forward. You know, I'm recording this on Friday, August 28th. Uh, this video will be released August 30th. So fingers crossed that something happens between now and then that would suggest Joe Mixon should not be a faller. But as it stands, if he's got that potential holdout looming uh, or even just migraine issues in general, you know, wh whether, whether which one is true, that's going to decrease his value. I don't think it's going to decrease his value enough to the point where you can go out and buy him at a discount. But if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you're probably not too happy right now with what's going on. So fingers crossed that Mixon either gets better, gets his contract taken care of, whatever the hell's keeping him out of practice, let's, let's hope that uh, it gets resolved sooner rather than later. But there you have it for the Dynasty Stock Risers and Fallers. Uh, I know it was a significantly shorter list than we had last week. Um, I, again, you know, we're just going off of training camp hype, uh, coach speak, injuries, all of that fun stuff. In a couple of weeks, it's going to get really entertaining once we finally get NFL games and we have statistics and plays and people freaking out on Twitter, we can take away their perceived values. Uh, so I definitely cannot wait to continue this video series into the 2020 NFL season. But for now, that's going to wrap it up for me. And I will see you guys Wednesday night for the main Dynasty show.